0: If you're anything like me, you've always had a sense that there was more to life, that there was more than what you saw, what you had experienced and what you had been exposed to. I never knew exactly where this yearning, this desire came from for more. And I didn't know exactly what that more was. I just knew that there was more for me. Well, God created each and every one of us with a specific purpose in mind. And that purpose, that's your more. See, there's more for me and there's more for you. So as we journey and draw closer to God, we'll get to know him. And as we get to know God better, we'll get to know ourselves better and understand ourselves better. And that's when it all begins to work together and it will be revealed to us. We will discover what the more is that God has for us. So let's continue to journey together. And as I discover the more that God has for me, I'm confident that you too will discover that God has more for you. Let the journey continue. Welcome to More For Me by yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? What's going on? I hope that all is well this week with you. Uh, me, let's be honest, I'm a little tired today. Had my second overnight trip this week. Um, just, just one overnight trip a week for several weeks to come. Um, but crossing those time zones and traveling and just taking its, taking its toll. And I think today I'm going to take a nap. But what we came here for. I love to welcome you. If this is your first time to the show, and if this is not your first time, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you join me here in the studio. And today, I'm going to shout out the episode number because it's episode number 55, them double fives. I love the five. So boom, shout out to five. Well, what do we have here today? I was thinking about it, came to me. I said, "Let's, let's chomp on this, a little something to chew on. I'm not perfect. Surprise. Are you surprised? Uh, Interesting. Last year, I felt like there was an increase in the number of people who came at me that I was a perfectionist. And I'm going to be honest, excuse my language. It's pretty colorful. But it would really piss me off when people would say it to me. And I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist. And so I took this very firm and strong stance that I was not a perfectionist and that I just simply like to be right. Fast forward, 2021, working with a business, my business coach. And um, (laughs) she had mentioned like, you know, you struggle with perfectionism. She was asking a question, legit. So no anger there. I was like, no, I just like to be right. So then as we began to discuss the matter at hand, I realized that my definition of perfectionist was a little fuzzy. Because of that, I didn't realize that I was a perfectionist. So I had the uh, privilege to then, like the next week, the Lord was just blessing me. one of my podcasts I love listening to, a uh, shout out to Dr. Anita Phillips. Her podcast is called "In the Light." Um, it's amazing, like phenomenal podcast. Uh, but that next week, her podcast was about perfectionism and blew my mind like sound like she was describing me to the t so now I had an increased level of awareness and something to come to terms with about myself so I've been trying to unpack and dig into like where does this all come from right self-awareness is the best awareness and it's the first step and many you have a problem before you can do anything about it right And I say problem because uh, there's nothing wrong with excellence and high standards. I'll never fall off of that. However, when you look at perfectionism, um, it's unhealthy. There are a lot of uh, bad things associated with it. So that's why I call it a problem. But um, you had that first. I was kind of masking my perfectionism with this idea that, hey, I just like to be right. But it's not just wanting to be right is the intensity uh <laughs> behind which and the that I would approach the the need to be right and the other things that I was uh very rigid about and just unwilling to to change. But that's that's Look back, uh, if you will, uh, my reflection. We'll look in the rearview mirror here for a second. But I realized that my desire to be right, at least what I can understand and uncover so far, is that there are two reasons why I had, uh, why I developed such a strong passion for wanting to be right. Uh, that first thing was that being right was a way to please people who meant a lot to me. There were several people around me. And as uh, one of the younger siblings, uh, I had the privilege of watching uh, people engage around me. And I would see things that, for example, my siblings would do that was frowned upon and that didn't leave them in good standing, even for a short period of time with other people. I didn't like that. I'm like, I really, I love this person and I value them. And I don't want to ever have that with them. So then I began to embark upon this this desire, this need to be right. The second thing, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, Um, it was less about pleasing someone and it was more so about protecting myself. And it was that essentially, if I were able to be right in certain situations and with certain people, then I would avoid their verbal abuse, their harassment, and any embarrassment that might be uh, associated with the humiliation that they like to, to bring to other people. Again, younger person, being able to watch other people and their interactions and see like, eek, I don't want any parts of that. So with this person or these type of people, if I am right, then I'll avoid these things. So it began with a way to protect myself pleasing other people and protecting myself so that I can stay in a favorable position with man, with a person. Um, took me a while to actually to get to that place, but it's a good place knowing that that was the case. But all of this led to kind of what I was mentioning earlier, my struggle with try to be perfection, um, to try to be perfect, excuse me. Um, but then also uh, my need for control. I've talked about this a lot that like I like being in control. I want to know the outcome. Uh, But this idea that I have to be in control and know uh, what's going on and then just being a rigid person that I'm very uh, I can be very inflexible and that I I, I don't appreciate change, even though I'm at the point where I know it's a good thing. There's still all of this baggage associated with change and it leads me back to that place of um, trying to protect myself and (laughs) that I that I that I spoke about uh, just a few ticks ago. And so I'm uncovering and discovering all this stuff about myself. And I realized, hey, it's not such a great thing. So uh, self-awareness, again, is the best awareness. But then what I began to really embrace this week as I actually the past few weeks after discovering this about myself is really trying to um, to change. Right. And not because someone else told me to, but because I realized that perfectionism is a form of bondage and it's not what God called me to. Right. God called me to freedom in every aspect of my life. And so I want to walk in that freedom that is available to me and so it's like okay if i'm more aware which is a part of our one of our themes right slowing down if i slow down enough to to be present in the moment to experience what's going on then i might be able to see i literally was just sharing with my husband that I was uh, talking with um, uh, someone that I had the privilege of serving alongside at church uh, the other day and something changed and it wasn't in alignment with the expectation that I had and that we have as a group. Um, and at first I overreacted and um, in overreacting, I kind of slowed down because I was busy doing other stuff. So I was like, I don't have time to let this consume me. And so I reeled it back. <laughs> And I realized, hey, I'm overreacting because something has changed. The difference, though, is that I'm not in danger. There's no harm. and I don't need to protect myself and make a fuss about this change. Like, let's see how we can work through this thing. Uh, I was blessed by uh, Kim Jackson, soon to be Dr. Jackson. uh, But I was blessed by Kim and her, you know, helping me understand and see, working through communication, that There are times when things happen and we give that thing a meaning. And then so you move forward, you move forward. One of the things that we fail to do as a people, humanity, is to go back and realize that you created the meaning for that thing and that you can replace it. It doesn't have to mean the same thing. So for me, when change happens, it used to mean that I'm in danger and I need to protect myself, whether or not I'm trying to um, ensure that someone is pleased and I have their love, affection, attention, whatever that is, or that I'm protected, that this person isn't um, dissatisfied, displeased or enraged and then going to lash out on me. Right. And so that meaning is no longer valid. And so I have to go through and do the work of saying, okay, something happened, but when things change, change is good, change is inevitable. I need to assess how I should respond versus automatically responding in a way that I need to protect myself because that's that's not uh, warranted in this case. Just a little example there, but overall, there are four words that have been weighing heavy On me, in terms of how I will shift from this uh, mindset and the the mindset of being perfect, grace, mercy, forgiveness, and Um, patience—words that you hear dropped uh, a lot. At least um, from my perspective, what I hear people utilize these words a lot, and I think they they are very um, valuable and applicable to a lot of things that we go through and that we try to work through um, grace for myself and for others, mercy for myself and others, forgiveness of myself and other people, and then patience with myself and with other people. And that if I, as I actively implement those four things, that I am seeing that I can back away from perfection and live in the moment, walk and be what God is calling me to be versus what I made up in my mind. I have to be. Uh, I am am embracing the ability to kind of, you know, if you will imagine like sitting in God's hands, like I'm in God's hands. I'm resting there. Little uh, crisscross applesauce, if you will but that there's that's perfect peace and I can sit in his hands. And if, as I embrace these things, then I don't need to be perfect. I can just rest in God's peace in his hands and everything will be well with me. So I share this to say, you you may not struggle with perfectionism, but there is some struggle that you have. And if you're not aware of it, then you can ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what is the thorn in your side, if you will? What's the thing that may be holding you back that you are bound by, even though you have complete access to complete freedom? And to think about and or under, seek to understand what that thing is. And as you try to under, understand or connect it to its origins, discover the origins of that thing. You'll begin to become aware of what your triggers might be so that you can be then begin to, and I dare say that these four things will help you on your journey, but if not these specific four things, then to ask the Holy Spirit to let you know, hey, what do I need to start doing and practicing? Um, because practice makes progress and there's something about the character of God that is going to be a part of how you come out of this thing, how you end up walking in and experiencing your freedoms. For, so for me, and this season, again, I'm focusing on grace, mercy, forgiveness, and patience. Those are all characteristics of God. And so uh, it, as I seek to become more like him, then I will begin to uh, be released from From these chains, if you will, and uh be more of more more in his image, and more of his light can shine through me that there'll be more light in this uh in this dark world, so I hope that this is helpful. I hope that you make the time to actually uh try the exercise because even in the short period of time that I realize that this is uh something that I should focus on that I should address, and I should work towards resolving. With the help of the Holy Spirit, of course, like I feel so much lighter, freer um, knowing this about myself. I am empowered. But then I also feel equipped with um, with tools in my arsenal, if you will, to begin to to allow God to change and do a work in me so that I am different, that I am (laughs) right. Everything that we are faced with is an opportunity to become a better version of ourselves. And this is just that. So as I become better, I encourage you to do the same thing. That's it, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate you journeying with me for this double five. And I look forward to seeing you here next week. Same time, same place. Remember, until the next time, God has more for me. God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. With everything that we face in life, both good and bad, we are presented with an opportunity to become a better version of ourselves. It's up to us, though, to make the time to seize those opportunities. I hope that this episode helped increase your level of self-awareness, encouraged you, and even challenged you. Now, I would like to connect further with you. There are a few ways in the show description that you can do just that. Make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode. You can also rate and review the show. Thank you so much and continue to journey with me.